I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. Here I've got just this one range, while other folks got four. But at least I'm not a commie. It's high noon for Monday, April 12th, 2021. Follow the podcast on the Telegram Messenger app at t.me slash I'm your moderator or join the discussion thread at t.me slash I'm reasonable. You can also find me on Gavin Parlor at I'm your moderator. And if you want the merchandise, go to www.cancelcotour.com. Today is the 82nd day of Barack Obama's third term as served by the half-dead, demented, degenerate, ventriloquist, dummy, fake proxy president, Joe Biden, who is overwhelmingly compromised by the Chinese Communist Party to the point where they don't even bother to hide it anymore. And the United States now simply asks China what we should do. Just like when Barack Obama was leading from behind but now even worse. It's not America first. It's not even America last. It's just America behind. Joe Biden is also the patriarch of one of the most corrupt families in American history. And that extends all the way to Dr. Jill, who earned that little D and the little R in front of her name by writing a paper about community colleges. And then she earned all her money and power by helping to facilitate the sale of her husband's office to large corporations and foreign adversaries. And of course, by being such a good stepmother that the Biden bag man, Hunter Biden, grew up so well. And a segue in the introduction, who does that? But Joe Biden is also the father of the most despicable son in the history of the world, Hunter Biden. So congratulations, America. All the little commies had a tantrum and now everyone's forced to pretend that our fake president isn't fake. A warm top of the week welcome. To the redeemable communists out there who might just be hearing this show for the first time. Welcome, communists. I'm going to make fun of you. I'm going to make fun of your entire belief system. But that's only because you really, really deserve it. And honestly, if you had people in your life who cared about you, someone would have already told you. The fact that no one has, guess what that means? You push them all out. Get it, commie? If you still had people around who loved you and who could tell you the truth, you'd probably have already stopped being a communist by now. So if you don't know what I was referencing, 
in that little first section, I was talking about Black Lives Matter founder Patrice Cullors, the self-described trained Marxist who recently purchased a $1.2 million home in the Topanga Canyon neighborhood of the greater Los Angeles area. And now as a person who's lived in the greater Los Angeles area for 18 and a half years, I can tell you that Topanga Canyon is the sort of place where the roads are made of granola and where they simply put patchouli in almost every dish. And I assume that's how all the people who live there come out smelling that way. Topanga Canyon is like if Laurel Canyon needed to get away from it all. Like if in the 60s, Jim Morrison was like, man, this <laughs> this sparsely populated canyon is really just getting to be too much. I need to go out and clear my head. And so you go out to Panga, to Topanga Canyon so you can hang out with hippies and shamans and Sherpas. It's like where Venice Beach goes to dry off. But Patrice Cullors, renowned communist organizer, front of the communist terrorist organization Black Lives Matter, that Patrice Cullors, she just went out and bought a big-ass house out there. The black population in Topanga Canyon is 0.4%. And since we all know about how percentages work now, that's four out of a thousand people. Or twice the number of people who could potentially die from the coronavirus if they get it. Now, Kami, which one of those numbers is seeming smaller to you? The very, very tiny number of black people in Topanga Canyon, California? Because that is the sort of number that you would say, oh, yeah, basically no black people live there. And I'd agree. Except it's still twice as big as the number of people who can die from coronavirus. So tell me, communist. Which one of those numbers is actually really big? Got to be one of them, right? These are the sorts of things you complain about. Patrice Cullors, communist leader of domestic terrorist organization Black Lives Matter, just bought a house in a neighborhood where almost 90% of the people are white and the other 10% who aren't white and who aren't the 0.4% black. What are they? Rich people of color who just like to live in Hippieville? I was told those don't exist. I was told that black people all live in cities and they can't go to good schools and they can't make money and they can't use the internet and they can't get IDs. So how the hell do they get those houses? Now, as far as Patrice Cullors goes, we know how she got her houses. She made herself a name by being the front person of this terrorist organization that is actually led and funded 
by people who are not her, obviously. And then she starts her little consultancies where they get to go tell people about how they are racist and then tell them that they can fix their racism if only they host this program and that program and that program. And they all cost a ton of money. The sort of money that you can make doing that happens to be able to get you four houses all around the country. Isn't that interesting? And she bought a couple down in South L.A. where the real estate prices are going to skyrocket, of course, because of things like the Olympics and the big ass new stadium and all the other construction down there. So I guess those are just investment properties, you know, like communists get. And before we get off the subject, let's just remember it's you can never remember this enough times. There is a woman right now on the executive board of the fiscal sponsor that prevents Black Lives Matter from having to deal with those pesky taxes and, you know, telling people who gives them money and where it goes. Their fiscal sponsor, Thousand Currents, a woman on the board of Thousand Currents is a woman by the name of Susan Rosenberg. Susan Rosenberg was pardoned on Bill Clinton's last day in office by Bill Clinton. And what was she pardoned for? Oh, she was serving a sentence for ding, ding, ding. You guessed it. Domestic terrorism. And what sort of domestic terrorism? Why? (laughs) She bombed the U.S. Capitol. Isn't that amazing? And so look what we have. One of the most confusing parts of communism For communists, you see, communists who just go out in normal society and seem like they blend in, you know, Obamis and Romneys, they're on the left, they're on the right in terms of American politics. They're really just all on the far left in terms of the actual political spectrum, but they are represented all over our society. Obamis and Romneys will mask their communism. They don't even understand their own communism. They think that because they were born rich and they like nice things and they like traveling and they like telling other people what to do, that they're just rich capitalists. They're wrong about that, of course. But again, we're talking about people who don't know anything. Okay. The thing is, they happen to just be the communists who are losing less often than the rest of the communists. They're like, I can't be a communist. I'm not poor. Well, actually, communist, you are poor. Your dad wasn't poor. Or maybe you've made the money, but you did it by swindling people, just like Patrice Cullors did. Just make any deal you can that gets you paid. It doesn't matter how destructive it is, the thing you're doing. How many times you have to lie. And it's absolutely no problem to entirely misrepresent yourself and your viewpoint for your entire life. So what we really have with these people are the communists that think because they got some golden ticket or they have no underlying principles or sense of morality that they are just 
aren't communists. They imagine that communists are just like people with holes in their wooden shoes as they clip clop around the cobblestone path to the factory where they work all day. You know, those communists, the kind that go meet afterwards talking about unionizing or fighting back against the man. They're they're like, we're not communists. That's what communists are like. We're not like that. No, 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 no. That's true because you communists don't have jobs. You live off of somebody else. You certainly don't do manual labor. That's for damn sure. And you don't actually believe that you're going to meetings, but you do spend all day on the Internet arguing for communism, even though you don't understand the principles of communism and the communists just tricked you to make all their arguments for them, knowing that the summation of your beliefs is pure unbridled communism, even though you have no idea what any of it means. And Patrice Colors is basically like the Hollywood communist dream. They get all the attention. People think they're heroes. People listen to them for absolutely no reason except for the fact that they think they deserve to be listened to. They never actually piece together that the only reason that anyone listens to them is because this, the power of the state props their voice up as a tool of propaganda, knowing that they're going to repeat the slogans of the party to a wide enough audience and that they can play it off as something good and moral and respectful. And then the party hands them a house or two houses or three houses or four houses. That's how that works. It doesn't make them at any point not commies. Patrice Cullors is a communist. She's also a liar and a complete fraud. And everybody knows that. It's time that we stop pretending that Black Lives Matter is something different than it is. Black Lives Matter is the racist arm of the domestic terrorist organization that is well-funded and well-organized and entirely aligned with one political goal. And Antifa are their little henchmen. You send them both out there, Black Lives Matter and Antifa, Antifa commits a bunch of violence, and Black Lives Matter gives it a moral sheen so that we can pretend that these are all very peaceful protesters. You know, the Washington Post put up a little uh, infographic today about how the spike in white supremacist crimes. Oh, no, no, no. What, what was it? White supremacist domestic terrorism or something shot up through the roof last year. But they didn't bother including Antifa and Black Lives Matter because they said that wasn't political. State media, nothing more. It is only propaganda. There is no more underlying story in what you see in the mainstream media. What they communicate is specifically and only a plausible narrative that the communists who don't look into anything, which is all communists, that's just their script. It's their lines. It's like saying, hey, here's today's slogans. Go repeat them. And every communist complies, especially the famous ones, because they're the most disgusting of the communists. They have all the money. They don't think they deserve it, and they don't.
And so they sit back in their comfortable little places telling everyone else, wear a mask, stay home. Sorry about your job. And if you argue with me, I'm going to get you put on a list or sent to a camp. Now let's check on Brian Stelter. It's really important to see all these TV anchors, personalities showing themselves getting the shot. We've seen a lot of vaccine selfies from lots of folks at lots of different networks. Uh, it's been really inspiring to see. You know, the Today Show even brought the, 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 the co-host outside for a live group vaccination this week. And Rachel Maddow on Friday on MSNBC talked about how she was really fearful of the needle, really worried about it. And yet it was important to get the shot and she did. And there she is talking about it on air. So I say all of that to make the following point. Where are Tucker and Sean Hannity and Laura Ingram? Where's Ainsley Earhart and Steve Ducey and Brian Kilmeade? Where are the biggest stars on Fox getting vaccinated? I get it's a personal choice. I get that's between, you know, the hosts and their healthcare provider. But everybody else is doing it, right, Matt? I mean, all across television, all these anchors are, are rolling up their sleeves. Why do you think we haven't seen the biggest stars on Fox News get vaccinated or show us their vaccine selfies? Got it? Everyone is doing it. Can't you see that? Don't you know how important it would be for all of the stupid people in the world who watch Fox News to see a TV host get the vaccine? Don't you understand? Everybody's doing it. All the people on the other networks. Where's Tucker? Could you imagine? Could you imagine being the sort of person that would listen to the human potato man speak and be like, hey, you know, that guy's got a great point. He seems like he's really thought this through. Brian Stelter is one of the dumbest people in the world. And then he and that guest go on to discuss how counterproductive it is for the hosts on Fox News to talk about whether or not the vaccine really works or whether or not it's your right to decide to take it or whether or not it's dangerous. His guest, I think from Media Matters, says right after that little segment that they need to be telling their viewers that this is how you get back to normal life. You know, the thing about these communists is I don't think that any of them have ever had a conversation with a non-communist or a Trump supporter. They think that everyone else is just like them, except stupid. Like we all follow orders the same way they do. And if someone just gives us the right orders, then we'll do the thing we're supposed to do. And then the potato man can be happy again. And that's really all that matters. He's talking about vaccine selfies. Okay. That CNN, a place that communists believe news exists, and that potato hosts a show called Reliable Sources. And he's just out there 
on Sunday morning talking about how more people need to get selfies to trick everyone else into injecting themselves with an experimental gene therapy for a disease that almost definitely cannot kill them with the only goal in mind being that we can all get back to normal life, even though not one point in this entire saga has it been true that people complying with the wishes of the communists and their state media actually brings anything back toward normal life. The only solution is to live as normal and let all the communists cry about it. Why have we all become so scared of a bunch of little twerps on Twitter? And if you're still partially in the party of false decorum, get out. Okay. They don't want you in there. Your free thinking is not welcome there. I know it feels safe in there because you're like, oh no, what's outside the party of false decorum? All these people that I want to impress are in there. Well, first of all, try to impress some better people or stop trying to impress people altogether. Go out, find a purpose, work hard, form relationships. And we will all build a parallel economy where we don't have to deal with the communists. Stop being afraid of everything they do. Oh, they're going to get me. They're going to get my job taken away. Well, you know what, commie? Be happy you continue to have a job for this last year while the party of false decorum systematically eliminated millions and millions of people's jobs and businesses. How about that? Okay. You're way down on the sacrifice scale. No one gives a shit. Start standing up for something. Also, Stelter like was going on about how the Fox News hosts should have done it back in February. And here it is April and they still haven't done it. Well, wait a second. Hey, Brian, where were you getting your shot back in February? Are you sure those were allowed for you? Was there like a little fat potato on TV exemption? Or did you just cut the line because you're famous? You know, I've heard a lot about that in the last couple of months. Different businesses getting access to vaccines different sorts of people getting access to vaccines. Of course, all actors, anyone who wants to sign up and put their communism on Instagram, they can get a vaccine anytime they want. But eligibility isn't open to everyone, is it? Now, there is no point ever where I'm going to take that fucking thing. And neither should anyone else. By the way, this is not an anti-vax screed, okay? I'm anti two things. I'm anti the public health establishment and I'm anti communism and coercion. Is that three things? I feel like the two are kind of part of one thing. So I'm anti this vaccine because this vaccine to me 
is more dangerous than the coronavirus. And that's actually not even a question. This vaccine isn't FDA approved and won't be for like at least another two years. So in the meantime, they're basically running human trials with an experimental gene therapy. They know that people are dying from it. They know that there are all sorts of side effects. Different brands of the vaccine are having their use stopped all over the world. And they're talking about how it can change women's menstrual cycles and potentially leave them sterile. They're also talking about an instance where the man could, by having sex with a woman, sterilize her because he was vaccinated. Now, I'm not sure if those last two things are going to prove to be widespread, okay? But they're widespread enough to be reported. And if they're widespread enough to be reported, I'm not getting it. Why in the world would any woman of childbearing age even consider doing this? This thing is completely psychological. There is no justification anywhere for a 30-year-old woman getting this vaccine. It does not make sense. You have believed a lie. That lie has been perpetuated and spread by people like you, and you are going to bear the cost for your own ignorance and stupidity. I wish that wasn't true, but I look out at these people, people I used to be acquaintances with. They're going out and like, posting pictures of their arms with their little needles. You're not special. Fucking social media and media are trying to create this, this idea of vaccine envy. They're trying to sell this thing like the new version of the iPhone. If you're dumb enough to buy into that and get this vaccine, then the results if they prove negative, are no one's fault but your own. And that's real sad to say because I have people close to me in my life who have gotten this thing. And I've tried to talk them out of it, but you know what? Everybody can make their own choices. This choice in particular is one of the stupidest things I have ever encountered in my life. There is no justification, positive justification, for getting this. The medical community can't even give you one, which is why they're always trying to trick you about it. You have the people on CNN saying, well, if we don't give them some incentive, then they're not going to take it. The incentive is not dying. If your vaccine doesn't help that, there's no other sales pitch. And even if you tried tried like oh you can go back outside oh you can stop wearing masks nope that's not good enough guess who it's not good enough for and drinking indoors in restaurants and bars is that okay now no it's still not okay for the simple reason that the level of infection the dynamics of infection in the community are still really disturbingly high like just yesterday there were close to 80 thousand new infections and we've been hanging around 60 70 75,000 so if you're not vaccinated please get vaccinated as soon as vaccine becomes available to you and if you are vaccinated 
please remember that you still have to be careful and not get involved in crowded situations, particularly indoors where people are not wearing masks. Got it? Get the vaccine as soon as it becomes available to you. And once you do, keep doing the same thing that you already are, which is listening to the communists all the time. If that is a working vaccine, then we need to change the definition of vaccine because that is not anything. If you can't take your mask off, if you can't go to a restaurant, then you didn't get a vaccine. If that's not safe for you, then you're not vaccinated, period. What could being vaccinated mean? You just went went along with the thing? You're just on the team? <laughs> you get your, your diseases now in blue text messages rather than green? Oh, look, I got the vaccine. My text message colors are different. These people imagine that they've ascended to like some higher plane. They're now invincible. Oh my God, I knew that being part of the party of false decorum would one day make me invisible and here it is. You got the shot. Ooh, congratulations. I was driving around yesterday and saw a restaurant with their little marquee outside that says, come celebrate your shot with a shot. Really? This is how we interact with adults now. Adults need a pat on the back for doing what the television tells them by injecting themselves with an experimental gene therapy. I think perhaps it's time that the Obamis and Romneys come to grips with the fact that they are the children. They are the people who beg to be wards of the state because they cannot function even in a society where the corners are this rounded off. They are unable to go about their daily lives, scared of a cold. People with a lower then one in 10,000 chance of dying for, from a disease that they almost definitely will not get. They go put in an experimental gene therapy into their body that might render them or their partner sterile. And they think they're smart. If you still listen to the public health experts you my friend are no longer a redeemable communist you are just a rock dumb child-brained communist okay this is rochelle walensky the director of the cdc over the weekend or maybe this was on friday but according to an official statement from walensky quote what we know is this racism is a serious public health threat that directly affects the well-being of millions of Americans. As a result, it affects the health of our entire nation. Racism is not just the discrimination against one group based on the color of their skin or their race or ethnicity, but the structural barriers that impact racial and ethnic groups 
differently to influence where a person lives, where they work, where their children play and where they gather in the community. Oh, right. So racism is just whatever you want to call it, just like infrastructure. And then now, since it's a public health issue, the CDC gets to set down guidelines on how everyone should interact. And we've already conditioned ourselves to listen to the CDC. So cool. Where could that go wrong? I guess racism is going to be solved any minute now. I mean, thank God we've got the CDC on it. Thank God somebody finally called up the experts and said, hey, experts, how do we fix this this racism thing? And who are they going to call? Michael Eric Dyson? Cornell West? <laughs> Ask them how to fix racism? Oh, I don't know, brother. It's been 50 years that I've been doing this and we still haven't gotten it done. Oh, really? Then why do they keep calling you? I know that wasn't a good Cornell West impression. And I wasn't actually uh, doing a generic impression of black people for fuck's sake. So settle down, communists. I didn't hurt you. And I didn't hurt any black person who heard that either. And if you don't know how Cornell West talks, look up any Cornell West video. It's a very strange manner of speaking. Michael Eric Dyson, of course, spends his time quoting Beyonce. As if Beyonce wrote her own songs and had insight. But he doesn't need that, does he? All he needs to do is mention Beyonce so that he gets claps and chuckles out of the party of false decorum. Because for them, Beyonce is simply an avatar of all the right things. And the Washington Post saying that Black Lives Matter riots weren't political and so then they weren't domestic terrorism. That wasn't even the craziest shit they did over the weekend. They called the Boulder, Colorado grocery store shooter. Syrian refugee Ahmad Alissa, a white male. <laughs> I wish I was joking. I wish I was joking. I wish I was joking and there wasn't someone dumb enough in our world to write that. But there is. The article headline is, did the Boulder shooting count as white male violence? Depends on how you define white. So this was from April 8th. I guess that was Friday. Now, I'm going to skip this article because it's so stupid that it's not worth going through even to make fun of. But here's the, here's the summation at the end. In images, Alyssa looks white. More significantly, he is legally white. Much of the discussions suggest that determining Alyssa's race may influence how Americans assess motive in the mass shooting. Mental illness, a bad day, white violence, Islamic terrorism, or something yet to be revealed. Despite legal classifications by the state, Alyssa is not universally perceived as white. Americans may feel they know white violence when they see it, but do they know whiteness when they see it? <laughs> this person is a Ph.D. candidate in political science at Northwestern University. Amanda Sahar de Urso. This is a real person. Who really is not sure if this man who's a Syrian refugee. Might be white. 
Or if you can't decide, then you can just understand that he did something really, really bad. And so now he's white. Got that? Everything bad is an example of whiteness. And you see, that's not racist because reasons, I guess. Now, since I'm beginning to feel like this entire episode is just me trying to somehow touch reality somewhere amidst this communist fever dream, I'm going to stop trying and just enjoy the fever dream. This is Anon Palmer writing today about QAnon once again. QAnon followers excited by Mike Pompeo checkmate photo. <laughs> Dude, this is real shit. This is Newsweek. People used to read this and think that they were talking about the news and that there were smart people who could tell you things about life. Instead, we've got QAnon Palmer. But here we go. Supporters of the QAnon conspiracy theory have got excited. Well, that's not that is not English. Supporters of the QAnon conspiracy theory have got excited in a way only they know how after Mike Pompeo tweeted a photo of him playing chess while eating dried pineapple. The tweet from Pompeo on Sunday night appears to be in support of Taiwan after China banned Taiwanese pineapple imports, citing, quote, harmful creatures, end quote, that could affect its own crops, which Taiwan leaders argue is more of a political move than any agricultural concerns. Also not a sentence, QAnon. As a proponent of freedom, enjoying some Taiwanese dried pineapple, checkmate, Pompeo tweeted while showing a photo of him playing a game of chess. For QAnon supporters, the tweet and picture has nothing to do with international trade disputes and instead is a coded reference which justifies their beliefs and proof that yet another prediction for their so-called quote-unquote plan may still come true. A major part of the QAnon movement is deciphering coded messages, which first appeared on 4chan before later moving to 8chan and 8kun from a mysterious figure known as Q, who they believe to have high-level security clearance from the government. That is the first time I have ever seen Anon Palmer write something correct about Q. These messages, also known as drops or crumbs, who cares, were seen as clues which were then interpreted to form the basis of what the conspiracy theorists believe, including that there exists a cabal of satanic pedophiles and deep state, which Donald Trump would expose during his time as president. And we all know that didn't happen at all. I'm actually surprised that Yuanon wrote that paragraph, that last sentence so carefully. That there exists a cabal of satanic pedophiles and deep state, which Donald Trump would expose during his time as president. Most of them talk about how Donald Trump was going to come save us all from like these cannibalistic whatever, right? This is actually pretty mild. I mean, the cabal of satanic pedophiles thing is, again, totally misunderstood by this article. I doubt that Anon Palmer has ever even tried to potentially discover what they mean by saying that. But in terms of the deep state and in terms of Donald Trump exposing it all, that all actually happened. The amount of exposure on the deep state right now is a, at world historic levels. OK, if you can imagine that a deep state has always existed throughout time. And all over the world, whether it be through monarchies or secret societies or 
government deals being made in smoky rooms. None of that's hard to imagine. In fact, anyone who would say that doesn't exist, I would think that that person is 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 lying or just has never read anything (laughs) like I'm not even just talking about history, like literally has never read anything. Since October 2017, thousands of these messages appeared online with the frequency drastically slowing down when Trump lost the election in November. Oh, do you think they're connected? Probably not the way you think they are. There hasn't been a new message since December 8th, with a recent HBO series on QAnon concluding that the person who played a major part in writing the messages was not some high-level security clearance from the government, but actually Ron Watkins, the former administrator of Acun. Well, that's interesting because the documentary didn't prove that at all. (laughs) And Ron Watkins has specifically said over and over and over again that he is definitely not Q. And if Ron Watkins was Q, why in the world would he have stopped posting, you retards? The lack of new drops appearing or the suggestion their leader is actually an infamous Internet troll whose site hosted child pornography has not affected QAnon and No, that is a completely, completely false assertion about Ron Watkins. They hosted an open speech platform where people would post things that are not appropriate for the viewing of anyone that are criminal, that are disgusting and horrible. And those things got taken down to paint Ron Watkins as a guy that owns a site that hosts child pornography is a vicious, slanderous smear. And he honestly should begin suing these people. I can't believe that they just keep saying this stuff. Instead of waiting for new messages to guide them, their supporters merely decipher the catalog of thousands already online to suit their needs, including attempts to suggest world events were long predicted by Q. Okay, well, that's sort of like on the path to getting it, but not really. The suggestion here is that all of the most basic original interpretations would have had to be the correct interpretations at the beginning for these things all to have then been proven wrong. It's kind of like arguing with a biblical prophecy or trying to drive somewhere and being like, damn it, this map says the same thing it did the other day. Guess I can't go to a new place. That makes no sense, okay? Q, at its best is a roadmap for discovery, a way for the people to wake themselves up by digging into a bunch of issues that have been operating behind the scenes without our knowledge for decades. Waking up to that is one of the most important informational discoveries in the history of the world. And the funny thing is that all the redeemable communists would actually no longer be communists if they knew any of this information. But instead, they sit comfortably in their ignorance. They don't learn about all the shit that's actually happened in our government. And they just pretend to merrily go on with their lives while voting in a half-dead, demented, degenerate, ventriloquist, dummy, fake proxy president who's overwhelmingly compromised by the Chinese Communist Party. Two introductions. Woohoo. In this case, QAnon supporters were excited about Pompeo's use of checkmate because the word appears in a drop from May 2020, albeit in a very vague passage about chess tactics. Ooh, I guess it means nothing then. 
Others also got excited about the placement of Pompeo's pieces on the chessboard. Quote, if this isn't comms, I don't know what is. He literally won the game with his night on D5, end quote. One widely shared QAnon Telegram account with nearly 15,000 subscribers wrote, ooh, 15,000, you say? The account later clarified his post to note that Pompeo has not, in fact, won the game despite his checkmate comment, but, quote, the queen is in danger, end quote. For QAnon, D5 is one of a number of phrases, slogans, and mixture of numbers of letters, which they see in everyday life and reinterpret as a nod to their movement. Okay, so Yuanon Palmer is an illiterate, and Newsweek should not be printing this dummy's writing. I mean, does anyone proofread this? Not to like stray too far, right? But the quality of work here is just F minus D five is meant to reference December 5th, a date which QAnon supporters believed for the past few years would see a day of reckoning to show they were right. Again, the reason for this is Q referencing D five in a number of his drops in late 2018. Now that doesn't mean anything. The specifics of what might occur on December 5th was never stated, but QAnon supporters still eagerly, eagerly awaited the day each year since 2018. Just like hundreds of failed predictions of QAnon, such as Trump carrying mass executions of satanic pedophiles at Joe Biden's inauguration or returning as president on March 4th, no such major QAnon event has happened in December. Okay, this is, I mean, I'm going to stop reading this article here. This is so stupid. Like, I, I cannot believe that there are people in this world dumb enough to read this and be like, oh, huh, wow, that's interesting, man. Those people are, are dumb, huh? And they just never bother figuring out for themselves if what this writer says is actually correct. Because this is nonsense. I follow the information relating to Q. I've said this a million times. It actually doesn't matter if it's real or not. The fact that Q is happening and that people are paying attention to it and that it is guiding this information awakening, regardless of its truth value, makes it worth following and worth knowing about. And an explanation for why that is true to members of the party of false decorum should not be necessary. People should understand the accumulation and discernment of information as good a priori. I am literally better than this person who's getting paid to write about this at telling people what all of this is. So why in the world would anyone be listening to you and on Palmer? And of course, no one with any intelligence who wants to go out and try to figure these things out for themselves would ever do that. But people do listen to this. They read it and they probably giggle to themselves, but not because of what's actually here because of how dumb Yuanon is in describing it. So it actually makes it sound stupid. Okay. Which by the way, I totally agree. Some of it sounds insane, but it especially sounds insane when you don't understand any of it. Like if you hired me to write three times a week for a major publication about particle mechanics, I would sound like an idiot. I might be able to figure out enough things to describe certain things in such a way that I might not sound 
entirely ignorant to someone who actually studied particle mechanics. But the rest of the time, they would just be like, oh, you're wrong about that and that and that and that and that. And I don't think you understand some of the most basic tenets of particle mechanics. And I would be like, well, you know what? You're right. I don't understand that stuff. In fact, I don't even know what particle mechanics is. But the upside is I don't write about it because I don't know anything about it. And that is Ewanon Palmer's problem. Ewanon Palmer is writing insane stuff that he does not understand. D5 absolutely does not in any, any concrete way in the entire Q canon mean December 5th. Not at all. Okay. That is one interpretation out of many interpretations. And all of these things have many interpretations. And again, this is the point of taking in information on your own and using your own skills of discernment and responsibility and trying to make your way to the truth. Okay. Almost everything that happens is in some way complicated if you look far enough into the details. And this is what the communists never do. They don't want to look into any of the details, so they just accept the story as Anon or Brian Stelter might tell it to them, and then they go around repeating it as truth. And the smart ones are able to form a coherent narrative out of enough grains of workable nonsense. But even if you can form that narrative, the moment that someone pushes back on that and tries to get down to the bottom of that, even the smart ones are going to fail because the narrative is made out of nothing. All these stories are false and they're told by idiots. You and Palmer could exercise just the slightest bit of interest in trying to figure out what this whole thing he talks about multiple times a week was actually about, and then we'd have something interesting. In fact, he might do the world a favor by using his platform of Newsweek and describing what this stuff actually means. People might then understand why people are interested in it, but he can't do that. He has to make it sound ridiculous or else the whole jig would be up. And this problem isn't at all unique to just the Q discussion. This problem has now infected the entire political conversation. Okay. Everyone in the party of false decorum, commies, Obamis, Romneys, and Maskies, right? None of them have any idea what MAGA actually thinks and they don't ask and they don't care to know. They only want to know that there is enough bad stuff out there that they can point to that makes the other person the enemy and relieves them of the responsibility of actually finding out for themselves or taking the moral responsibility of knowing when you're slandering other people that you actually know what they believe and why they're wrong. None of them do that. None of them. And we see that all over in 
rhino politics right now. Jake Tapper had uh, Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson on over the weekend to talk about how Asa Hutchinson was now he's now being like lauded by the left because he bent over to them on the trans bill in Arkansas. And now he's allowing for the chemical castration of children. And this is what the left likes. This is what CNN likes. So they were trying to create a little drama. Jake Tapper was by trying to push out this idea that Republicans are all divided and Donald Trump is destroying the party and blah, blah, blah. And he said, you know, he's talking about this speech that Trump gave on Saturday night where he was calling out uh, Mitch McConnell. And I'll get to that. But he talked about how Trump had said that the election was stolen and Jake Tapper made sure to repeat that that was the dangerous lie, a dangerous lie. Maybe it's not a big lie anymore. It's just a dangerous lie. It's not a dangerous lie. It's a dangerous truth. And the only reason it's dangerous to the communists is because once that truth comes out, their whole thing is over. It's not dangerous because it creates a threat of violence. It doesn't do that. It has never done that. And no, January 6th was not us. Sorry. There is no threat of violence due to us knowing and talking about the fact that the election was stolen and there is overwhelming evidence of election fraud. Okay. That is not a lie. It is certainly not dangerous. The only way it is dangerous is that it ruins their story. It exposes them to the public and then no one will tolerate seeing them ever again. That is what they are trying to avoid. You have to remember that for all these people in public life who talk about politics, for all these politicians who failed to object to the overwhelming evidence of election fraud when they had the opportunity, they are in an existential crisis right now. Okay? The truth means their end. So they have to hide the truth. That's not on us. That's not our problem. Okay? And we don't have to silently comply with what they say. We don't have to pretend that the truth is actually false and that the false is true to preserve their safety. They made this choice. Okay. They went down this path. What the truth does to them is none of our concern and it's not our responsibility. We're not going to be the ones exacting justice. And we're also not the ones who did it to you. You did it to yourself through your own ignorance, your own complicity, your own childishness, your own irresponsibility, and your total void of caring for anyone who is not like you. And please don't even try me with your racist nonsense about how you're out there on the front lines protecting black people. Right now, you all, you communists, you all are exploiting another death, pretending that the killing of a drug dealing gangbanger who was resisting arrest after rioting is now just a new example of racism, you liars. And another article along the same lines, an existential threat. The Republicans calling for their party to reject QAnon conspiracy theories by Claire Foran on CNN on Saturday. 
Republican Representative Peter Meyer has a warning for his party. He fears baseless conspiracy theories like QAnon will destroy the GOP from within if Republicans don't decisively and unequivocally condemn the false and dangerous beliefs and take up action to stop their spread. Oh, you're going to stop the spread? Is it going to take two weeks, commie? Quote, the fact that a significant plurality, if not potentially a majority of our voters have been deceived into this creation of an alter- alternate reality could very well be an existential threat to the party. Meyer, who was one of 10 House Republicans who voted to impeach former President Donald Trump for inciting the deadly attack at the U.S. Capitol, told CNN in an interview. Oh, now it's just a deadly attack. It's not an insurrection. Got it. Who is it deadly to? Oh, yeah. The girl that was shot by police. Oh, yeah. Okay. Frequently described as a virtual cult, QAnon is a sprawling far-right conspiracy theory that promotes the absurd and false claim that Trump has been locked in a battle against a shadowy cabal of Satan-worshipping pedophiles made up of prominent Democrat politicians and liberal celebrities. Members of the violent pro-Trump mob that stormed the Capitol had ties to QAnon, and the conspiracy theory made its way from online messaging boards into the political mainstream in recent years. When we say QAnon, You have the sort of extreme forms, but you also have just this softer, gradual undermining of any shared collective sense of truth, Meyer said. The Michigan freshman believes conspiracy theories fuel incredibly unrealistic and unachievable expectations. Oh, really? Like that the people that are elected to represent us actually represent our interests or that when we vote, our vote actually counts and also no one who isn't allowed to vote, has their vote count. Is that is that unrealistic? Because that's all we want, really, you know? And a cycle of disillusionment and alienation. Nope. No, 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 no. See, again, this is where they get all this, sh- this stuff wrong. And I'm not going to continue with this article because it's continually this stupid. I do love how they gave the hardcore version of what Anon said about you know, the underlying belief. I mean, this statement is, (laughs) how is this real man? They describe the QAnon conspiracy theory. It's like a, uh, like a synopsis of some crazy movie. It's like so overboard. Hey, why don't you just say that there are a bunch of people with totally divergence and and differing backgrounds who have all woken up to the fact that the people in the highest levels of government and society actually didn't get there by working hard through a meritocracy and instead have assumed power through unjust means and maintain power through unjust means to the detriment of everyone else. Why don't you say it like that? Because that would actually describe what the community actually thinks. And this article is like 3,000 words long, and it makes heroes out of this guy Meyer and Fred Upton and uh, that pathetic little communist Adam Kinzinger. They're all heroes because they're telling everybody that the party's going to fall apart If anybody continues trying to figure out what actually happened in the election or tries to, you know, rid the government of corruption, those 
bastards. We got Liz Cheney out there trying to say that the election definitely wasn't stolen. It's just that Donald Trump has misinformed everyone. The Nevada GOP has censured their secretary of state and their secretary of state is very, very mad about it because, of course, she couldn't have led a fraudulent election, which she definitely did lead. And this is from CarsonNow.org. Your one stop for Carson City News. Nevada Republicans vote to censure Secretary of State Chagavsky over voter fraud allegations. And they said she put the reliability of our elections in Nevada in question. She did. And they noted the intense dishonor her failures brought upon the Nevada Republican Party. Correct there as well. The irresponsible messaging of the Nevada Secretary of State claiming without investigating that the election was error free, causing these attacks on our Nevada Republican Party. The cover letter states, yup. And she made a statement in response. Regrettably, members of my own political party have decided to censure me simply because they are disappointed with the outcome of the 2020 election. My job is to carry out the duties of my office as enacted by the Nevada legislature, not to carry water for the state GOP or put my thumb on the scale of democracy. Unfortunately, members of my own party continued to believe the 2020 general election was wrought with fraud and that somehow I had a part in it, despite a complete lack of evidence to support that belief. Regardless of the censure vote today by the Nevada Republican Party Central Committee, I will continue in my efforts to oversee secure elections in Nevada and to restore confidence in our elections, confidence which has been destroyed by those falsely claiming the 2020 general election produced widespread fraud. It's amazing how many times the people arguing that side of the case have to continually go back and every time restate that the claims of fraud are evidence free. Hey, you hid the evidence <laughs> and you are hiding the evidence. We still have more than enough evidence, but you're hiding the rest. As soon as that evidence becomes unhidden, everyone will believe it. That's the thing about evidence. And it's why you're working so hard to hide it. But let's get to this. Trump speech on Saturday night. Uh, this is reported all over, but the Washington Post Trump slashes at McConnell as he reiterates election falsehoods at Republican event. By the very famous Josh Dawsey, former President Donald Trump called Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell a dumb son of a bitch as he used a Saturday night speech to Republicans to blame the senator for not helping overturn the 2020 election and reiterated false assertions that he won the November contest. See, again, this isn't news. It is Josh Dossie's restated opinion. He is repeating the slogan that Joe Biden won that election and that Donald Trump's statements otherwise are false. Trump, speaking at a Republican National Committee gathering at his Mar-a-Lago club in Palm Beach, Florida, excoriated a number of Republicans, even as he publicly called for party unity, focusing on those who can voted to convict him in impeachment proceedings. But he saved his sharpest vitriol for the Kentucky Republican. If that were Schumer instead of this dumb, dumb son of a bitch McConnell, they would never allow it to happen. They would have fought it. And that's correct. But this is what makes the Republicans crazy. Donald Trump has outraised the entire RNC. 
Donald Trump is the lead of the party. The party now responds to MAGA, not to rhinos. Rhinos are Romneys and Romneys are communists who pretend to associate with the Republican Party. They don't matter anymore. All of these guys trying to reclaim their mantle as the champions of conservative causes are done. Okay, if you did not object to the fraudulent election, you're finished in the Republican Party and they just can't let it go. That's the funny thing. They don't understand they've already lost. And it's compounded by their ignorance of what their own voters actually think and want. They respond only to the donor class and they respond only to the central narrative and the state media and nothing else. They think that that's it. The Liz Cheney's, the Adam Kinzinger's, the Peter Myers, all these people are finished. And the the crazier thing still is that they know it in some way. I'm going to read that Peter Meyer quote again from the CNN article. The fact that a significant plurality, if not potentially a majority of our voters have been deceived into this creation of an alternate reality could very well be an existential threat to the party. No. It's only an existential threat to Romney's. The party is doing great. When the truth comes out, there's not going to be a Democratic Party to even worry about. And there won't be these Romney's either. So all of these statements about how they need everybody to just be quiet and let us handle it. Oh, you guys, you crazy people, shut up. Oh, we sane people. We're the ones who are going to take care of everything. I mean, yeah, sure, it's okay if men play in women's sports. But you guys are crazy. Don't you understand that? And to that, I say, hey, Romneys, go fuck yourselves. We are not the crazy ones. I am more than happy to have every one of my beliefs tested. You can ask me whatever questions you want. And if I can't answer them, I'll say, hey, you know what? I can't answer that. I have an opinion about it. I've read some different things about it. I'm not 100% sure. But I can tell you all this other stuff that sure as hell proves the thing that you're saying is wrong. And again, like I said last week about those people with that podcast who got scared of having me on. None of them can put their beliefs to public scrutiny. They will refuse to do it at all times because they're wrong. And deep down, they know how ignorant they are. Now, I put the episode out late today because I wanted to watch the hearing in Antrim County where Matthew DiPerno is getting more access to information about the 2020 election. And the judge ruled that he can have the tapes from the tabulators and some other things. So hopefully that process will continue along. It is a very slow going process because the uh, assistant attorney general of the state who was there and the Antrim County Council are both trying to make it as difficult as possible for that information to be acquired. These are just roadblocks after roadblocks after delay tactics. But Matthew DiPerno last week came out and stated very clearly that he has discovered in just nine Michigan counties, there are something like 66 or maybe it's 64, 66,000 
voters who voted who are not registered in the state. That sounds like a lot, doesn't it? And now Patrick Byrne is dropping information about Chinese interference, and he seems to have the goods, too. He has hard numbers of how many votes in particular swing states were flipped due to Chinese interference in the election. You got that? You think he's just saying it? You think that's not going to be proven? We're talking about, let's see, uh, almost 300,000 in Pennsylvania, 82,500 in Georgia, 85,000 in Arizona, 176, 177,000 in Michigan, and 120,000 in Wisconsin. So right there, that's what? 650,000 votes? That's just five states, and that's just the Chinese thing. That's not any of the other stuff. That's just the Chinese thing, and there goes the entire election. We're past the point of pretending that this stuff isn't real. It is real. It happened. The proof is coming out. Fraud vitiates all of it. All of it. When the public knows the election was fraudulent, when it is proven in court and elsewhere that the election is fraudulent, people will see what the rest of us know, that Joe Biden was not elected president, that the certifications were fraudulent, the Electoral College was defrauded, and that the inauguration was even faker than just being a fake inauguration. It actually was also a meaningless inauguration. It certainly was a fake inauguration. You can see that just by watching. it. But the entire thing is illegitimate and it will all be proven. And I'll be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Masks and lockdowns do not work. And Joe Biden will never be president. Goodbye. Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. The platform's great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening. Please follow the podcast on Instagram and Parler at I'm Your Moderator. Soon I'll be up on Rumble with a video aspect. In the meantime, if you'd like to support the show, I have a Substack, I'm Your Moderator.substack.com, where you can donate. Or you can donate at anchor.fm by searching Be Reasonable. 
with your moderator, Chris Paul. I hope to see you soon. Back out on the rain. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm your moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'm your moderator.substack.com. The merch site is cancelcouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel-couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range. It's hell!